0: from Sin City Vegas baby Vegas it's Vegas Sportsbook
1: Radio with Brian Blessing
2: Hey folks glad to be with you it's our college edition of Vegas Sportsbook Radio Sirius 204 all along the Sports Grid Radio Network Brian Blessing thrilled to be with you another week of college football big games rivalry games look ahead sandwiches all the angles that come into play And we've got two of the very best, KennyWhiteSports.com. Our pal Kenny White gets the fun started. Mark Lawrence will join us in a little bit. Two of the very best to get us ready for a big weekend in college football. Let's welcome in Kenny White. Kenny, what a great time of year in, in college football. I mean, we've turned the corner for home.
1: Yeah, we sure have, Brian. I can't believe we're, we're past the halfway point already. Uh, the season's flying by. Uh, you made me hungry, though, talking about sandwich games.
2: I know. I'm hungry, too. Hey, I got to tell you, we got some really, really cool games to dive into. Don't want to waste any time. So, hey, one of the early games in Vegas, it's cool. It's breakfast football, 9 a.m. Our time, noon Eastern. Iowa at Wisconsin. Wisconsin, a three-and-a-half point favorite. Look at this total, 36 and a half. Kenny, Iowa. Big win over Penn State, air comes out of the balloon, they lose to Purdue. Usually there's that bubble burst theory, but they had a week off to get ready for this game. How much does that factor in?
1: Yeah, that definitely helps their psyche on this game, and also they're still fighting for you know a championship on their side of the Big Ten Conference, so big game for both teams, uh, I I like the way Wisconsin has played as of late. The Iowa team, I said, as they were doing it with smoke and mirrors. They're still plus twelve on the year in turnover uh margin, which is which is gigantic. So <clears throat> that can not continue to happen. Wisconsin's plus eight though in turnover margin, so they've been a little lucky. Now this low total, Brian. uh People maybe say, "Oh, it's too low. I can't go under that." But I, I have in the magazine, you know, a lot of different things broken down, uh, scoring frequency, how, what the point frequency teams score, whether it's 21 points, 22, 23, and how often that happens. I also have totals broken down, and I broke down totals below 38.5 since 2014. There's only been 38 times that there's been a total lower than 38.5 in those years. But out of those 38 games, 25 went under, 12 over, and there was one tie. So 68% under. Uh, These two teams both play extremely slow. Iowa 105 in pace, Wisconsin 117. Offensively, Iowa number 120, Wisconsin number 110, bad offenses. But defense, Iowa number 6, Wisconsin number 13. This is going to be a slugfest. When teams get a first down, they're going to celebrate in this game.
2: So, sometimes the number does tell you something. It's like that total in the NBA is 244.5, Kenny, and you're looking at it or you're going, no way, and you're like, bet the over, they're telling you something. So, we'll see what happens in that spot. Uh, Another Big Ten game I can't wait to watch. Hey, I got a little vested interest in this, Kenny. About five weeks ago, I know we've talked about them on this show, I took a little flyer. I'm like, why the heck not? I got Michigan state for the whole kit and caboodle at 200 to one. And they're a very interesting team, Michigan and Michigan state Wolverines
1: are laying 450 and a half. Yeah, this is going to be a great game uh, when they, when these come in undefeated, it's set. They're both seven. I don't know if this, how often this has ever happened, but these two teams have met each other many times ranked and ranked in the top 10. So a uh, big, big rivalry game. Uh, the kind of game you just throw the stats out you really do, uh, These two teams have played very well. Um, On offense, Michigan loves to run the football. Their pace is 99th in the country. They play a little bit of a methodical pace with that running game. The clock runs. Michigan State's also well-balanced, but they do like to run it when they can. Uh, The defenses are outstanding. I like the total under. I thought it was too high at 50, 50 50-and-a-half. It's such a big game for both teams. So, uh that that is definitely the one game that I, I, I love under this weekend. And it's an early start too for these players, but I still think it's like a one of those heavyweight boxing matches where you know it's gonna take some time for these teams to position themselves.
2: That wasn't Harbaugh calling you, was
1: it? No, that was not Harbaugh. That was my dad. <laughs> my dad was calling.
2: Hey, that's gonna be a fun game. Can't wait to watch. Let's do another one here with Mississippi uh at Auburn. Auburn's two and a half and we're seeing some steam on them. Threes are surfacing. Total in the game is 66. Ole Miss, Kenny, it just didn't work out, right? I mean, it was a horrible day against Alabama. But Ole Miss has kind of put the rally cap on here.
1: Yeah, they they have, uh, they have rallied. Uh, Ole Miss rallied versus LSU last week. That was a big game. Uh, Mississippi comes in with revenge. And, and a game they lost last year against Auburn on a bad call uh, they, they were going to win that football game. There was a bad call against them. They end up losing the game. Probably a really bad taste in their mouth, a game they've been looking forward to. So I know you're going to see a great effort. Mississippi will be ready. I like the game over the total. Mississippi, the third fastest pace in the country, 20th on offense, 6.8 yards of play, Number 68 on defense, they give it up, 5.6 yards a play. So uh, Bo Nix far better at home than he is on the road. Uh, the total is 65.5, but I thought it should be a little bit higher than that. Cirque opened 72.5 and was bet down. I think you're going to see this total end up going up uh, on Saturday up to around 70.
2: It's a great time of year. KennyWadeSports.com, you got about 20 seconds. Kenny, give him the goodies on, on all the uh, things you got to offer.
1: Thank you, Brian. Yeah, get to the website. Got a lot of great uh, stuff going on. Hey, how about your hockey plays? Brian's been killing it on hockey. You can get uh, all his hockey plays at KennyWhiteSports.com. All the information's there. You got the PowerRatings.com, Nineteen ninety nine a month. Updated Power Ratings on four sports right now. NBA, NHL, College Football, NFL, and the college basketball is coming up.
2: And the newsletter, a lot of great information in there. Inviting folks to check it out at KennyWhiteSports.com. More games on the college football menu. We're coming right back to Vegas on Sportsbook Radio.
3: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
2: Vegas Sportsbook Radio, our college football edition. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas, as is Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com. Mark Lawrence from PlaybookSports.com is going to join us in a little bit. But we're getting Kenny's take on some of the big games this weekend in college football. And we've got a big one that I know, Kenny, you've been salivating over all week long. Georgia, clear-cut number one in the country, laying 14 points against Florida. Neutral site game in Jacksonville total on the game is 51 the gators took bama to the mat earlier in the year they've been a bit of a roller coaster ride but there's clearly talent on this team do they have something for georgia on saturday
1: yeah boy boy, they do have talent they really do uh and they've lost two games on the road this year at lsu and at kentucky uh one one score defeats uh they were in those games could have pulled them out, but they didn't. This is a neutral game, so they'll have their fans in the stands. At least half of those stands will be filled with with Gator fans. A great game with Georgia being the number one team in the country. Uh, Florida has enough athletes, I think, to hang around. Uh, it's not a play for me, but it's one of these rivalry games that, you know, this is a good situation. You're, t- you're getting a good team plus 14. Um And a game that's going to be, I think, closely played because of Georgia's defense. Georgia's going to keep this score down. They play a slow pace, number 114 in the country, and that defense is amazing at number one. But they do got to combat the two quarterbacks from Florida, uh, maybe a little bit more difficult to prepare for this weekend. So um, the under is my play in the game uh, because I think this Georgia team will slow the pace and play great defense. But I do think it's a correlated parlay. Take the points to the under. You got a nice little parlay there.
2: Kenny, we know it's a gauntlet right in the SEC. Every week, uh, big, tough games. You better be bringing your lunch pill. But when you get to the true rivalry games, one like this, and the many we're going to see in the days and weeks to come, what kind of shade do you put on a side, generally speaking, if it's a huge rivalry game?
1: Yeah, well, you know, first thing I try to factor in is revenge in a game like that. If there is revenge on one side or the other, and, Last year, Florida won this game 44-28, so Georgia has a little bit of the revenge. But when the game is this big, I would much rather side to the underdog. A lot of times I may not side with points in a game like this. You know, i always like to be, i will always like to have an edge, a two-and-a-half, three-point edge in my numbers to what the uh, what the book number is to make a bet on a game. But some games like this, even though my number says it should be 14, and it is 14, I just have a feel for it, and I think Florida stays close in this game.
2: All right, Kenny, let's move on, and let's take a peek at the Texas-Baylor game, and we're looking at the Bears two and a half point favorites at home with a total of sixty-one and a half.
1: Are we looking at the next LSU head coach and Dave Aranda for for Baylor? Uh, he was the defensive coordinator there when they won a national championship, and he has done a Great job at Baylor. He's really built this program. So I'm going to guess that he's going to be in the running for the, to be the next LSU head coach. Um, Baylor's offense, number four in the country. They've been unstoppable. 7.2 yards of play. Uh, the Texas defense is ranked 108. I, I agree with the line move from pick to three, but I can't lay it. I think it's the right number right now, but I can go over the total when you're talking about an explosive offense like Baylor and a weak defense like Texas. To go along with Texas' offense is extremely solid, 13th in the country. I mean, solid. They're one of the best. So both teams have great offenses. Um, I see this one back and forth. One team scores. The other team has to match it.
2: A really good game in the Mountain West, and that San Diego State ranked one-point favorite at home. And what's that tell you? Fresno State's coming in to provide the opposition. The total's 44-and-a-half. Fresno State, it's still unbelievable the way they gave the game away against Hawaii. But these are two teams that the the number's spot on in in terms of them being evenly matched. Really a treat for us, a get-out game that I think people will really enjoy watching.
1: Yeah, this is a really good game because these are two very good teams. Fresno beat UCLA. This year, you mentioned the game against Hawaii that they let get away, which was a shame because it's a team that's battling for, for their side of the Mountain West Conference in the West. Now, they are 3-1, and where San Diego State is 3-0. and A win by Fresno in this game gives them head-to-head advantage over San Diego State, so they would be actually in the lead. Uh, San, New, New, uh, actually, Nevada is going to be 3-1 and as well. So, uh, this San Diego State team is solid. They were my dark horse. I've got a ticket on them for 15-1 to 1 to win the Mountain West Conference this year. But you know what? Fresno's impressed me so much. Now, the, the key to this game, Brian, is you have to know where teams are, what type of crowds they get, and what's going on. San Diego State is renovating their stadium. So last year, they started that renovation job. It's not finished. They played their games in Los Angeles. They're still playing in L.A. at the Dignity Health Sports Park. So it is, an, it is a two-hour drive. For the San Diego State fans well you got to look and see where Fresno at they're in California they're three and a half hours away same kind of drive those Fresno fans are gonna make this trip they know what a big game this is Fresno does get better crowds and I do believe Fresno will have more fans in the stands in this game I love Fresno I do like the game under as well because both defenses are extremely solid San Diego State's offense is the weakness 108 in the country Five yards of play. They're 110th in pace. They play very slow.
2: Just a generic betting question, Kenny. Having that opportunity with a future on San Diego State to win the conference on their side of the bracket in the West, they're 3-0, and Fresno State's 3-1. and Anything can happen here in the final few weeks of the season, but would that give you an – you like Fresno State to begin with. Does it change the way you play the game? Because it's kind of a nice hedge opportunity for you, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I'm basically, uh, and I didn't do it on purpose to hedge, but yeah, with a play on Fresno State in this game, if they do win, I've I've covered my San Diego State um, bet to win the conference, and it still doesn't mean they can't win it. They can still win this because it will be a three-way tie, and San Diego State can still work themselves into winning the West. So I could could end up winning both bets.
2: Nice. So let me ask you here, turning the corner for home, end of the regular season and the big rivalry games and the push for balls and, you know, conference championship games. A lot of these coaches, Kenny, uh, they get new coordinators. Sometimes it takes time for them to really implement what they want to do, put a stamp on things. Some coaches, even though they're entrenched in a place, maybe their teams historically get better as seasons go on. That's what your whole deal is all about, and that's being flexible and adaptable with power ratings. But this is a time of year when a lot of this stuff kicks in, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you're right. You will see a lot of teams that started slow because of new coordinators, new coaches, and then all of a sudden they start playing good football. We saw one on Thursday night, East Carolina is a mm-hmm. team that is really well coached. Now, I don't know why they started slow. Their coach has been there two years. This is his third year. But Mike Houston came from James Madison. This guy knows how to coach football. And you see it when East Carolina plays week in and week out. They are a on-fire team. Start to back them. You can just, I think, blindly bet East Carolina the next couple of weeks. All right. How
2: about a really interesting game? And it's cool when you kind of get that regional aspect to it to – you know, just fire people up even more. But it's a game that means a lot. How about SMU in Houston? And, Kenny, we're sitting here basically looking at a game that's pick them and a total of 61.5. What's the prognostication here?
1: Yeah, this is a great game. Two really well-coached teams. Dana Holgerson for, for Houston is a guy that's been around. He knows, you know, knows how to get the job done. He's in his third year now with Houston. Uh, it was a rebuilding job, and I think he's rebuilt the program where he needs to. Uh, They play outstanding defense, but I think their offense is starting to come around. SMU, Sonny Dykes, loves to go up-tempo. His dad was one of the originators of the the, uh, spread offense and the uh, up-tempo fast-break offense, and and he plays that. They go quick. They're very solid offensively. They put up a ton of points. Uh, Even though it's a rivalry game, I could see this one going over the total. As always,
2: it's great information. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. Kenny's going to come back with us in our final segment, and we'll focus on a game and get some cool information that Kenny's going to dish out. Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com, is going to join us in our next segment. Glad you're with us. It is our college edition of Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204 on the Sports Grid Radio Network.
4: You got a lot to consider: stats, matchups, injury reports,
1: travel, weather. That's why we're here. Get the edge, twenty-four-seven, on your source for gaming insights, expert perspectives, and more. We help make the odds. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series two hundred four, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Glad to be with you with Vegas Sportsbook Radio from the KSHB Studios in Vegas and. We turn our attention to college football. Stevie, big games all over the place, and we got the man going to hook us up. You ready? I'm ready. Gatling Gun. Let's go. Mark Lawrence, playbooksports.com. Tell you what, Mark, as we get the fun started, why don't you tell him about all the goodies?
0: Everything we do, Brian, is all available weekly online at playbooksports.com. We publish three Outstanding football newsletters, our Playbook weekly newsletter, our Midweek Alert statistical newsletter, and the only over under totals tip sheet in the land, the Playbook totals tip sheet. You can score all of them online at PlaybookSports.com. Or if you're listening in Vegas, you can join our friends over at the Gamblers Book Club to get your copies.
2: Mark, I got to tell you, looking forward to it, Michigan, Michigan State. Big football game, big ramifications. Uh, the Spartans jump into the deep end of the pool. I got a little, I took a little tiny, 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 tiny little flyer. 201 on Michigan State. Not too long ago. It's amazing. I mean, they control their destiny, but they're catching points in the game at home. We're, we're getting Michigan uh, starting to get some dough on the Wolverines. Michigan 4, the total is 50.
0: You're good at that stuff, Brian you're good at finding uh, getting value on these uh these y- young yearlings if you will these guys that are out there looking like they're going to develop into something really good. you do it a lot with your horses and I think you've done it with the right team here in Michigan state with football this year as well. nobody saw this coming with the Spartans in this football season here and in fact. They were picked to finish in last place in their division before the season began, but they've defied all odds and they enter this game a pair of 7-0 football teams. And that gets me to where I would be on the Spartans for that one reason alone, if for no other reason. The fact that whenever you have undefeated football teams 7-0 or better colliding with one another, you play the dog in those football games. Michigan State being the home dog in this contest here, they've dominated Michigan in the past. It's not like they're going to be intimidated by any way, shape, or form by the Wolverines coming in here. And we spoke before in the past about how Jim Harbaugh has really struggled in football games against undefeated opponents. I think this has got the makings for another upset for Michigan State and the Spartans here, and I'll be wearing the green and yelling, go Spartans, on Saturday.
2: Mark, I'm curious, with the database, and all the information that spits out unbelievable information. The one thing I would say, and why Michigan State's interesting to me, is this is a different brand of Michigan State football. It used to be monster defense, pedestrian offense, but this offense can actually play. It's almost like these kids are playing, having fun, it's a breath of fresh air. But because it's a completely different brand of football than we're accustomed to, um, are you a little weary of... You know the the historical data on a team like Michigan State because this seems like a unique bunch.
0: Well, Michigan State is a unique bunch. Uh, you know, take them for what they are Bri, They're a four hundred and fifty yard offense, which can go toe to toe with Michigan's four hundred and forty yard offense. Uh, I don't think uh, history is going to end up uh, having a say one way or another because of the way they're playing this year. We're going to handicap the game two ways, one with history, the other yep. the fundamentally with the style that they're playing, bringing into the football game. And that's not to knock Michigan. I mean, they've done terrific. They've only been out-yarded in one game they played thus far this football season. They've held three opponents this season, low yards defensively. So their staunch, especially defensively, is Michigan. But there's a ton of momentum riding on that east Lansing side of this football game. And, again, when it's a collision course to undefeated football teams, I have to grab the points.
4: Mark, of Virginia, BYU this weekend. I'm seeing MP and Romney doubtful for BYU. That's the listing that the the team has has, has given them uh, out there on the interweb. And we know that Virginia can score. Uh, can BYU hang with these guys, or is this a Cavalier whitewash? And if I can, I jump in yeah. and add add to Stevie's question. That was my
2: best play last week, Mark. Not knock on wood, it came to fruition where both Georgia Tech and Virginia teams historically were more defensive in posture are now offensive teams, and 48-40 was the final score. I guess my question is, can Virginia's offense travel and get it done?
0: Well, they can find yards. There's no question about that. This team is really cooking offensively, and now they have to go up to the mountain to get this job done here, and I think one little unique sidebar is you got Bronco Mendenhall taking on his former team in the football game, so there'll be lots of storylines written uh, in and about this football game before they kick it off, but uh, I don't want to step in front of Virginia right now. I know that you're not supposed to take teams in altitude situations when they don't live or haven't played in altitude-like situations, but I'm not a big BYU football fan, uh, like Stevie mentions here. They're beat up a little bit at the quarterback position here right now, and I think Bronco Mendenhall is going to have his football team fully focused for the game. I'm going to like the Cavaliers in this contest.
2: You know what? I didn't do it, and I talked about it all week last week. I did. I went with the over in that game, but I and I didn't do it, and I'm kicking myself. I remember the Florida State team that would always be asleep at the switch, and then. They'd rally and win. about six, seven years ago. Might have been Jameis Winston. And it was an ATM machine. And I'm telling you, Virginia is that cat. They are fast starters, Mark. I I think I'm I'm maybe a little leery. You know, can they put up the big points again? But the one thing is they come out of the gate quickly. I think I might play. I'm going to do it this week. I'm going to play Virginia in the first half.
0: Well, you're not really going up against any sort of monster-like BYU defense here. They cough it up almost 390 yards a game, so I think Virginia is going to get what Virginia wants in the football game. The biggest factor here, as you mentioned here, are travel and the altitude, but uh, they've got it cranked up right now offensively, and uh, I'm not, like I say, stepping in front of the Cavaliers at this stage of the football season.
2: All right, how about, I mean, when you sit here and stare at this, Rutgers is at Illinois, and this is flop favorites. And I think the betting market's all over it. I mean, it's a common-sense thing. Rutgers is laying one and a half. I mean, is this not like one of the most humongous letdown spots? Nine-overtime win for Illinois over Penn State?
0: Oh, that tug-of-war football game they played last week? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I mean, they got to get that overtime rule corrected That's right stupid. away. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. My wife, uh, My uh,
2: wife calls it baby football.
0: So there you go <laughs> that's exactly what it was it was the two-point conversion football baby football but nonetheless illinois wins the game they feel really good about themselves because they knocked down penn state in the contest here regardless of how they got the job done they end up winning the football game so the question is will there be a letdown in this contest here i don't know if there will be so much of a letdown because it's Uh, Brett Bielma, the coach of this football team, he knows the Big Ten like the back of his hand from his days at Wisconsin. He's got this football team right now coming back, if you will. They won two of their last three football games. Uh, They were shut out by Wisconsin in the middle of all this. But uh, I don't know if Rutgers warrants going out as a favorite to anybody. I know they're improved this year, but to the point of going out as road favorites, I don't think so. I think the momentum stays with Illinois in this football game.
2: All right, Mark. We talk about the bubble burst theory. Let me let me give you one where the bubble burst theory kicked in, and it was obviously it was a letdown spot for Iowa. Now they play at Wisconsin, catching three and a half. Do the Hawkeyes bounce back after, you know, reacting? It, it, we've seen that situation before. You know, the bubble burst
0: theory. Well, what you've got here is a uh, bubble burst in theory, but. Uh, I guess there's an asterisk involved, like there is with most things in life today. And then asterisk is the fact that uh, their perfect season was ruined two weeks ago. Yep. It, did, it didn't happen last week, you know, where they have no chance to kind of get themselves back up mentally or emotionally for a football game like this. And I think Kirk Ferentz can take advantage of that rest to get this football program back up to where it was. They're playing some really good football coming into the season here. And with Wisconsin, here's a team that you never know what you're going to get. They've held four teams to season low yardage marks thus far this football season. The Badgers defense has, but the offense is MIA missing in action more often than not this season here. They put up 20 points against Army and 24 against Illinois. Uh, I'm going to stay with Iowa here. I think they're number one, the better coached football team, and I think the week of rest will do them wonders.
2: All right, well, let me just flat out give you the bubble burst theory that sticks out. I look at it. Uh, Kansas is at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's laying 30-and-a-half Fifty four and a half's the total. Kansas gave Oklahoma a run. Maybe, you know, there's the air's out of the balloon for them. But Oklahoma State, amazing, number eight in the country, and they were seven point dogs in that game. But the bubble burst theory, does it affect the Cowboys?
0: I don't know how it cannot, uh, especially when you're going to maybe perhaps think about having to play down to the level of Kansas this week. And, you know, this is not just a typical Kansas football team as they've been in the past. This is a Lance Leopold coached football team. So he's going to end up making this football team better and better by season's end. And I think that was a huge shot in the arm, at least from a confidence standpoint by the Jayhawks last week. I think the bubble burst works here, and I'm going to grab up all those points with Kansas in the contest.
2: You know, you tell me. The W's aren't there, but it looks like Leopold's doing a really good job with these guys for the most part. Well, I mean, they've gotten boat raced on a couple of occasions, but it, it looks like he's getting them going the right way.
0: I think he is. I think he's doing uh, doing just that. Uh, you know, I, I, you look at some of those games that he's played. I know uh, his win was against South Dakota, but everything else, FBS-wise, uh, they were kind of, like you say, getting boat raced early on. But that was a big, big supreme effort last week against Oklahoma. And sometimes teams need a, something just like that, a wake-up call. The one thing they do well, Kansas, under Leopold, is they do not turn the football over. you don't turn the football over, you're going to end up not giving away bonus points to the other football team. A well-coached team they are. And by season's end, this football team is going to show vast improvement.
2: It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We love talking college football. Mark Lawrence, playbooksports.com, the well-oiled machine, the database. We've got another segment and a lot of big games on the college menu. A time of year, Stevie, when all these long-standing tried and true angles start to kick in. So Everybody, get your pen and paper out. A lot of great information with our pal Mark Lawrence. We're talking college football on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Your
4: wife called. She wants her husband
1: back. We told her you were busy. It takes real commitment to get the winning edge. She seemed
4: upset. This is the Sports Grid
2: Radio Network
4: Every day, sports happens. It never stops. And neither do we. Get the expert perspectives you need, strategies, and vital information you won't get anywhere else. You're listening
1: to the home of the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: Talking college football with our pal Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. Mark knocking it out of the park. A lot of big games this weekend. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Glad to be with you. Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network here in Vegas, AM 1400 KSHP. And we want to get right back to it. Some of the big games this week with Mark Lawrence. Just the time of year, Mark. I know you you posed the queries and the questions for the database, but it is amazing certain times of the year when there are things you know that you should be asking about or looking into. The bubble burst theory, rivalries are coming up, look-ahead games, sandwich spots. I mean, they, they sound like cliche sports betting things, but they're real.
0: Yeah, they sound like they're sports betting jargon, if you will, in that sense, but uh, they are what they are, and uh, they exist because my well-oiled machine can go in and look at that and see exactly what those situations are to find all about their legitimacy. Uh, We talked a bit earlier about bubble bursts and how they work when teams have their perfect season ruined. Uh, There are some defined specifics within that that make it work their optimal best. Uh, You've also got situations where uh, you're going to have what we call uh, the noose getting tighter and tighter on some of these undefeated football teams. That usually happens more in November. Once they're uh, to get themselves up into that 10-win range, they're still undefeated and they take out the road, they end up getting that noose tightened, 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 so they end up uh, kind of gagging in that sense. Then when November rolls around, what I love to do, uh, and I do this out of our midweek statistical newsletter, is taking a look at teams and how they've played on the field in the stats against the other opponents. And basically right now, heading into this weekend of football, what we see here is there are only seven teams in college football this year that have outgained every opponent they've played thus far this football season here. So those teams are perfect in the stats, and what we look to do with those teams is we call them putting on the stats, look to play on these guys when they dress up in the role of an underdog because they've proven that they know how to push the other team around the field. So, you know, there's reasons for all this jargon that we're mentioning here, but they're all really solid, legitimate, uh, basic handicapping fundamentals. And I love this time of the year. because how
2: do, you, how do you not have things fall through the cracks, I guess, because we do the conference previews with you all year long. And there's so many different things. And I know you get the magazine and each team has a play on game or play against. But there are numerous teams, Mark, where your preseason prognostication is or included in the preview says this is a team that, you know, from week six out plays really good. or You know what I mean? How do you make sure that you sit there and go, oh, I forgot about that one.
0: Well, I'm glad you asked that question because the answer is real simply, uh, simple, Brian. It's all in that Preview Guide magazine. And what I'll do every week before I begin... Uh, be- before carrying into the database is looking at what was written in the magazine to find out on these prognostications these weekly selections why did we choose those plays and you know what exists in these football games because if you don't do that you're going to forget about the fact that this football team was a big favorite last year and they completely outplayed the other team but lost the game on the scoreboard it's those types of things that go into those uh, play on and play against within the magazine so that's my first checkpoint each and every week is checking that magazine for those play on play against situations situations to make sure that they don't slip through the cracks as you say
2: i'm curious anyone with a brain in their head i don't think they'd hold your feet to the flame in the magazine you say play on this team in you know week eight okay that makes sense as as a point of information and it's something to look at and say okay i'll consider this because by week eight there could be all kinds of injuries and things that have changed but it's cool information i think you utilize that as a starting point I'm just curious, and I forgive me, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot, but I, again, I wouldn't hold your feet to the flame if the record wasn't that great in the magazine. But have you documented those play on and play against that are in the magazine, generally speaking, how successful they are?
0: They've been very successful, Brian, and the reason they're successful is because of the, the the thought process that goes into the plays. We're not just randomly picking trends or how they do it within a series and things like that, because trends change forever, like gumballs coming out of a machine. They'll change color and they'll change flavors. But what we're doing with these plays is we are getting into like an X-ray, like a doctor looking at an X-ray to find out what happened in this particular game last year that makes this football team want to circle this game on their calendar. And you know all about circled games on teams' calendars. They've got them circled in red ink, and those are football games that they target. And a lot of what I do there are what I would call circled football games.
2: Stevie, forget about the gumballs. No, the, Ask him about the big game. I
4: can't. That was an excellent analogy, Mark, but now I want a gumball. <laughs> <laughs> so georgia florida the annual game in jacksonville this week uh, georgia minus 14 mark this is a florida team that almost beat alabama though Does, do, do the gators have something for georgia here
0: I think they may, Stevie, here. Number one, they've got a really nice football team, and they're one of those seven teams that have out-yarded every opponent they've played thus far this football season here. So it's not likely that George is going to push this team around a lot like they have other football teams this year. The other side of the equation, which I think works in Florida's favor, is uh, these undefeated football teams, the worst thing they want this time of the year is to have a week off between football games. It breaks the momentum, and that's exactly what George is going to be going up against this particular week against Florida. Both teams are rested, but it's likely it would affect Georgia more in trying to protect their undefeated perfect season here. So I think this all makes for a nice live dog to the Florida Gators in this contest.
2: How about the inflated number with Ohio State up to 18.5? Host and Penn State, Mark, 59.5, 60 the total.
0: You know, you look at the game, and uh, I would say that my first knee-jerk reaction is Get on Penn State after that uh, that really ridiculous loss that they suffered last week, uh, especially taking these kind of points against the, it doesn't matter who they're taking against us, the fact that they're taking this many points. But I also vowed about three weeks ago that I'm not going to be stepping in front of this Ohio State freight train. We could just see it coming. Uh, you know, they started out slow, uh, and, but they put themselves in a position right now where they may arguably be the second best team in the country playing right now, football these days. They're really smoking off and they're really smoking defensively as well. Two of their last three games, season low yardage marks. Uh, so that being the case, I'm going to use that play that insurance card in this football game and let Penn State go. I don't want to jump in front of Ohio State right now at this stage of the season.
2: Alright, really interesting game. The get-out game. Fresno State At San Diego State, San Diego State's won. The total's 44-and-a-half. Fresno State, I'm still ticked off at them, but they got to be kicking themselves for throwing that game away against Hawaii. But this is a good football team, and
4: something's got to give here. The Fresno State running back, Rivers, by the way, questionable for this game, as far as I know right now. Last I saw, he was questionable.
0: Well, we need to know that going in, but I can say this, guys. I love the Mountain West Football Conference this year. There are so many good, competitive football teams residing within, even going to the likes of Air Force and uh, Colorado State, San Diego State, Fresno, Nevada. Uh, it just goes on and on. And Fresno State is a football team. Yes, they have two losses in the season. But they may be the best team in the Mountain West Conference going into this football game. I know San Diego State doesn't want to hear that because they're unbeaten. But really, there's nothing wrong that this Fresno State football team has done much this year, other than maybe not winning a game or two they should have. But I think this is a heck of a football game, and I think the oddsmakers see this the same thing as well because they've got this thing sitting, you know, right around a pick'em situation here, uh, where there's no clear-cut favorite with San Diego State hosting them, being an undefeated football team. I'm still not going to back away from Fresno though because. this the football team has done well for me this football season here, and I think they can knock San Diego State off their throne today.
2: Yeah, watch out for the Mountain West teams when the Bulls get here. We know that, and uh, we know the MAC, they usually struggle in the Bulls. And I got to ask you, Mark, you and I are both big fans of the MAC. It's a dog's breakfast this year. What happened to this conference this year?
0: I don't know. They've completely broken down. There's not a team in the East division that has a winning record, that, that's never any good. Uh, and there's only one team or two teams in the other I should maybe say three teams, that have winning records. Uh, Northern Illinois on top. Northern Illinois on top. I mean, who would have believed that at the beginning of the football season? here? I still think, personally, Toledo is the best team in the football conference, but we're never going to know that because they're two legs back of Northern Illinois. A lot of wackiness going on in the Mid-American Conference this year, so we'll just approach this one game at a time and see what uh, what it looks like here, but to project who's going to win this conference here, good luck. I think it's just wide, wide open.
2: How about North Carolina and South Bend at Notre Dame? Three and a half. The Irish favored 62 and a half.
0: Big, big football game for both teams. You know what's ironic here, Brian, is both of these teams were in the AP top ten in the preseason polls. Notre Dame still lurking around. They're number 11 right now, but North Carolina isn't even in the also received votes category at this stage of the football season, and that just may wake Mac Brown up a little bit this particular week. He's still got a lot of talent on this football team, talented enough, like I say, to have been a preseason top 10 football team. Now they're going to go into Notre Dame and take some points in this contest here. Uh, not playing particularly well, but they've only been out yarded twice in football games this year, have the Tar Heels. I think they go in and they can take Notre Dame down in front of touchdown Jesus.
2: How about a big regional game, Mark, but it's a big game in conference with SMU and Houston, and basically this game's a pick in the total
0: 62. It's a real terrific football game here. Uh, you know, you just wonder if you know. Sonny Decks has got SMU playing some terrific football, uh, uh, unquestionably. And uh, I know he would love nothing better than to be undefeated going into the game against Cincinnati. What a heck of a football game that will be! But he's got to get past Houston in this first in this contest first, and that may not be as easy as it looks on paper here. Houston's is going to have well over a hundred yards the better defense in the football game. They're also playing host in this football game as well. And I know the odds makers give SMU all their due uh, for the line that they've got in the contest here, but uh, I think when push comes to shove, 100 yards of defense speaks loud to me. I'm going to end up backing uh, the home team here, Houston Cougars, in the contest.
2: All right, Mark, and then, listen, uh, when you lose is a thing, and here's Ole Miss, and they're back in the top 10, so they get a chance to really make a big push on the back half of the season here after getting thumped by Bama. Auburn is two at home to Old Miss, the total 66.
0: This is a dangerous spot for Old Miss to have to be in this particular week here. You know. Uh, I'm, I sort of have never been on this Mississippi bandwagon thus far this football season, and I've kind of had it handed to me trying to step in front of them and doing just that. But I think this is a good spot for Auburn to be in this particular week here as well. Mississippi's gone through a really, really rugged portion of their football season here, and they've done quite well. I mean, they took down Arkansas, Tennessee, and LSU three weeks in a row. So that speaks, it warrants for exactly the quality of a type of a football team they have there. And Matt Corral, their quarterback, is a Heisman Trophy-leading quarterback in the football game but Auburn Tigers they're coming home here now uh, they just upended Arkansas as well I think this is a perfect spot for them to turn their season around they've got two losses on the season here right now I'm going to rely on the home field strength of Auburn in the football game to take care of business against the Rebels
2: squeeze one more in quickly Mark Utah really flies under the radar it seems almost every year they're laying six and a half at home to UCLA
0: it's a little bit tough, uh, this football game, because I think UCLA was geeked for the football game last week against Oregon. They got the big lead and they just couldn't hold on and sustain, so you have to wonder whether or not Chip Kelly can get this football program back to that um, maintaining that same level. And That's the key in, in handicapping football games are these letdowns and how psyched up teams were to get in football games. You've got UCL, I mean, Utah here having just been tripped up at Oregon State here. I think the Utes take care of their business at home where they should against UCLA.
2: Playbooks sports.com the coffee club the midweek alert the newsletter the magazine the man Mark Lawrence love talking football with you Mark thank you for your time it's always a treat for us
0: hey, my pleasure as always guys you guys enjoy the games be well we'll catch you next week
2: love having Mark Lawrence on Vegas Sportsbook Radio Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. It's our college football edition. Thanks to Mark Lawrence. It's always a treat to talk to one of the very best in the industry, as is Kenny White, who's back with us. To wrap this one up, KennyWhiteSports.com. Kenny, there's a game in the Pac-12. Arizona is playing USC. USC comes off the game with Notre Dame, and they're laying a big number. We're actually seeing it above three touchdowns, 21 and a half. The total in the game is 56
1: and a half in this Pac-12 game. Yeah, I'm amazed that it's that high because USC is a team that uh, is going nowhere. Their, their coaching staff is, is searching for a job for next year. Uh, I, I know they want to win these games, but Dante Williams knows that he's just a placeholder for someone else to be hired uh, in this spot, and he'll be uh, coaching somewhere else next year. Uh, Arizona is the key to this game. Uh, I love the game under, and I think there's some correlation that you could take the points to the under because it's going to be low-scoring. But Arizona has lost their top two quarterbacks on the year. Jordan McLeod, a transfer from South Florida, uh, out for the year with an injury. Gunnar Cruz, uh, the redshirt freshman who was a stud last year, uh, stepping in. Uh, He's out for the year. Will Plummer, the redshirt freshman, is their starting quarterback. He is the only scholarship quarterback on the roster. They have two backups that are both non-scholarship athletes, well below average here uh jed fish knows he's got to be conservative he was last week uh, in a game versus uh, washington that was very low scoring and i think you see the same type of uh, strategy again this weekend arizona has not scored more than 19 points in a game this year 19 is the most they've scored in one game and over the last three weeks they've scored 32 points total in three games 32 that's it this total is 56 and a half they will play hard though arizona will Because they're 0-7, and they are trying to get their first win. It's their defense that's been keeping them in games, and their defense will keep them in this game too. So, yeah, under 56.5, and it's worth the parlay to take that 21.5 and go under.
2: He's Kenny White. We invite you to check out KennyWhiteSports.com, the newsletter, the power ratings, all the great information that's available there. We're not done with Mr. White. He's going to be with us on the weekend on our NFL edition of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Thank you, Kenny. We're glad you joined us, folks. Thanks for joining us, Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network.